Up your butt, Joe Boo. Hey, the bar's empty. That's what he says to him uh, after he drinks the shot. Yeah, then, then he gets hit by the bat. Yeah, because isn't the guy swinging a bunch of bats yeah, to like, yeah, warm yeah, up, yeah. and then they go flying out yeah, of his hand? Yeah, what batters him right in the head. Very bad to drink Joe Boo's rum. It is. Do not drink Joe Boo's rum. It's very bad. Ah, Jesus is very good. I like but him very know, much. Like him very much, but you know help with curveball. You, you trying, trying to, to say <laughs> Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking movie. Almost every line is fucking gold. Yeah, we need to do that sometime. Yeah. Like, if so, then I want to do the notes, and I'll even edit the clips on that kind of a movie. Yeah, when are you going to start actually <laughs> editing clips? Well, uh, sometime. How about real soon? When I start learning. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. You are purposely not bringing a laptop with you to not learn, so you don't have to do it. That is untrue. Lately, I've only coming in from work, so I don't have the, the laptop that I use available to me uh-huh yeah 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 we're gonna have to do a special day of recording just so i can teach you how to do clips motherfucker come on <laughs> i'll learn sometime i just started doing my old clips recording Baby them recording them yeah you're, you're doing fine there yeah the next step is to learn how to edit them okay well i'll get there <laughs> you're gonna get there it took it. me it took me a lot of years to get to record my clips <laughs> i know because i got tired of doing all the fucking work and I know. i'm still tired of it i'm telling you this is great what we got it out right now is perfectly fine for the next two years no episode 400 we'll go ahead we can learn how to edit my own clips you don't start carrying your own fucking weight there's not gonna be an episode i'm doing the notes and the recordings what and else you're gonna was... start editing the clips then what are you gonna do i still edit the fucking show and do everything else all the uh, social media shit everything that's true that's true i forgot you're still editing the show <laughs> <laughs> no it just magically appears from the recorder into the fucking world that's how i thought it worked <laughs> god you're so dumb this show will pollute listeners ears with foul language occasional sexually explicit content and more irony than is allowed for single episodes last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for... Cinema PsyOps. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi. It's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to cinema psyops. It must be dizzying and exciting but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema psyops. Long may she sail. Hello. 
Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. My anxiety medication is non-existent, and even if it wasn't, it would not be working. Raymond is encouraging me to talk about my feelings, which I feel I have none. Here to tell you once again that I have no feelings is Matt. Yeah, he doesn't have, not the feelings that we associate as humans, but different types of feelings that are not human. I was taught from a very young age that I'm allowed to experience anger, rage, hate, and in the very rare occurrence, express a little bit of love. Really? In the very rare occurrence. So but, it, but it had to be romantic love and only in use of getting laid. Wow, who taught you that? <laughs> who do you think taught me that? The TV? <laughs> no. Because I was raised by TV. Well, yeah, I was also raised by TV. But, but I turned I, out TV. But when I would get advice on how from how, your, from, how life works. From your father? <laughs> from your father? That's how it worked. You yeah. know? That's leading by example, I you suppose. Can't, you can't give empathy a shot. <laughs> All my my empathy is out of town. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Happiness. <laughs> also out of town. Tranquility. Um, well, I experienced that while she's around. So, yeah, that's out of town, too. Peacefulness. I haven't realized, like, how much grounding I get, you know, for, like, emotion and how I should be feeling and how I interact with people. Yeah. Like, or how to interact with people with my wife or not around. Like, I forget, like, how bad I can get. You definitely have some problems that you <laughs> probably should get checked out. Well, I mean, I'm being forced to be checked out now. It's yeah. a court-appointed thing that I got to do. That, I mean... I and, think people think we're joking about that. Yeah, <laughs> you really need some help. I mean, it's good that a judge figured that part out. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of throwing you to some for-profit prison. <laughs> well, that's the privilege of a guess of being a white male. You do something crazy and idiotic and violent, you get you get sentenced you to... You get a second chance, man. <laughs> Come on, uh, You, you get sentenced to court-appointed uh, anger management and therapy and stuff. Boys will be boys, right? <laughs> well, when they're white boys. Well, yeah, well that, duh. Because if they're not white boys, then it's, them boys did some man. We got to put them in a profit prison. Yeah, yeah. Got to make some money off of that. <laughs> But in all seriousness, though, like when my wife is not here and I don't have grounding, mm. I my anxiety and my brain starts just going off on its own. And every little tiny thing is someone trying to fuck with me or mess me up or get one over on me. And I just see the negative and everything so much worse. Because when I get like that, my wife is like, come on, dude, you should chill out. <laughs> you should really start meditating. <laughs> Do you know what happens when I meditate, man? Uh-uh. I focus my anger and my rage in such a way that I will make blood vessels pop in my head. But that's not what you're supposed to be focusing. You're supposed to be focusing on releasing those energies. <laughs> you know how I release those energies? Well, I know. Five knuckle shovel, distribute some free literature, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I yeah. hate fuck the shit out of myself. That's how I get rid of that kind of rage. out dust. Basically. Until yeah. when you come, your penis just sounds like this. <laughs> Until I start hearing a slight out. ripping noise on the flesh around my cock. <laughs> yes. Oh, That's a clip. Do you start giving yourself a second circumcision? <laughs> or a third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go past that third. Till it looks like the aftermath of the weird fellatio scene from Subconscious Cruelty. You fucking Four animal. Four people got that joke. Yeah. Four people, and you're not one <laughs> of them. I'm not one of them. <laughs> the people who got it just went, oh, 
How many times? Oh. How many times today? What, do you, what are we talking about, kitten? What are we at? Forty-seven? <laughs> you fucking animal! I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I won't tell anybody. No, actually, I, I haven't. Not today. Oh, that's good. You came over too early for that. I know. You stole my fuzzy fun times. My, yeah, your fuzzy fun. My solo preparing for Just the wait show. Just wait till times. I leave. I, that's going to ruin my energy for the show. That's why I'm so filled with vitriol and hate. No, it's going to be great. You can do it while you're editing and listening to my voice <laughs> while you jerk off. And that will be a rage. That you will be a rage. Are jerk. such a turnoff. You know that, right? No, I'm perfectly fine. No, no. For everyone else on the face of this earth, they think of you and they are turned off. I, I choose not to think that way. <laughs> you are pronoid, my friend. I, I don't believe so. <laughs> I believe everybody is in a state of uh, pre-coital when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's pre-coital when Matt's around. You are so full of shit. <laughs> if I could have said that without laughing, that'd have been a great clip. That's not a thing. That's kind of a thing, boss. Still not a thing. No, it's a thing. Uh, it's a thing. So not a thing. Shut the fuck up, boss. It's a thing. That's not a thing. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. You're po- you're pre-coital right now because you're listening to me. <laughs> That's definitely not a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing. Are we killing time again because we have very little to say about the movie? Is that what's going on? Uh, well, unless you like fucking disco and you want to talk about it for fucking two hours. I mean, I don't hate disco. Really? But I'm not like a huge fan of disco. I'm surprised. I thought you would like be like fucking hate all the music that's in this movie and okay, get, well, get there's, fucked. There is a difference between disco yeah. and the music that's in this movie. What do we call the music? Because it's kind of disco, but it's kind of not. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it. It's as we almost start. like a lounge lizard fucks yes, disco. It's, it's 70s lounge lizard music which has that but, disco dance beat to it. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of faster. So it's it's kind of like the lounge lizards fucking uh, a disco ball. It's not that the music was terrible, it's that uh I'm just not that's not my taste. Yeah. I don't mind lounge music, but I don't like that style of lounge no, music. No, I like slower lounge music. Like I think of lounge music you're in a bar, it's really dark, it's really smoky in the bar and there's one light and it's a guy like at a piano and he's just kind of singing kind of lounge lizard be slow fucking this is why you're drinking alone type songs yeah or richard cheese yeah yeah, yeah there you go there you go which is making fun of lounge music and other music that's trying to take itself too seriously all at once yes uh yeah but anyway uh everyone right now is at maximum pre this, so we might want to get on with the show so they could all release themselves into uh orgasmic entertainment if by release themselves into orgasmic entertainment you mean vomit profusely thinking about anything having to do with sex and you, then yes, I, I believe that. I don't think so. I, I think there's a reason why you won't show your face. There's there's a reason why I have this voice, and it's a sexy voice, so they can go ahead and they can get down to it. <laughs> you really think your voice is sexy? I know for a fact my voice is sexy. Thank you. <laughs> That's not a thing. It is a thing, boss. Still you know it. not a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, so not a thing. You say that with one hand underneath your desk, jerking it, buddy. <laughs> I love how you're arguing with the clips. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I get what you're saying. You're embodying the character in the film. Yes, because <laughs> literally every woman is pre-coital around this guy. I know. It's everyone. So everyone. Well, what I'm going to do is we're going to cut it off. he's got a wonk eye. He's yeah. got a wonk fucking yeah. eye. We're going to cut all this off right here. All right. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that definitely creates 
precoital feelings in people when they hear it. I'm sure. Not the promo, but the podcast. The podcast creates precoitalness. Yes, once or, you listen to it. What is it? What, what do you think creating postcoitalness is like? I don't know, but usually you need a sandwich and a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a cigarette if you're of that if that's persuasion. Your thing, yeah. If that's your thing. And then we'll have a little bit of music befitting of Point of Terror, which I'm still trying to figure out why this movie was called that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. Yeah. We'll have the trailer when we come back, and then Matt will do the notes. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black beamer, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, Dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Well, take a little advice from me. Play around with TNT, but baby, don't fuck around with love. Well, mess around with a hungry bear Grab a tiger by the hair Baby, don't fuck around with love Never toy with emotions Lest you enjoy big explosions Well, when you say the words I love you just be sure each word is true And baby, don't fuck around with love Take a little advice from me Play around with TNT But baby, don't fuck around with love that's solid advice, man. Yes. All those things you could probably do in, possibly survive, but whatever you do, don't fuck around with love. That's right. Because you ain't making it out of that shit, but that's for sure. No, and uh, some people will do anything for love, but they won't do that. What, fuck around with love? Maybe that's what Meatloaf was fucking talking about. I'm pretty sure it was cheating, because she does say, sooner or later you'll start fooling around, and he goes, no, I won't do that at the end of the song. Yeah. I know most people don't have the attention span to make it all the way to the end of that song. That is kind or of... Or interest in Meatloaf anymore to really really want to make it all the way to the end of that song? That is a war and peace fucking song. But that is what that's about. Yeah. And that is a video that makes absolutely no sense considering anything having to do with the song. The song's about, I will do anything to be with you and you will be mine and we will be together and I will be yours. But she's like, but sooner or later you'll get bored and start fucking around. He's like, but I won't do that. But but then he says, I will do anything for love. So he'll do anything for love, but cheat on somebody to be in love. Uh -huh. So maybe like the woman he's singing to is already with somebody. <laughs> and so he's like, I would do anything for love because I love you, but I won't do that. I would do just about anything for love. Yeah? But the one thing I won't do is play this trailer. <laughs> what is the outer limit of fear that drives a man to the point of terror? To be somebody. That's all I've ever wanted. And I'll do anything to get it. 
you ever hear of national records? Sure. We're the biggest. Well, that's me. We're married, very married. You have an obligation to me. And you have one to me. One which you are incapable of fulfilling. Starting tomorrow, you're in my hands. Why wait until tomorrow? When does a desperate man pass the point of no return and reach the point of terror? You better be careful. You know Martin's a very jealous man. Martin's a wheelchair. And whose fault is that? A terrifying secret hidden behind the sensual face of pleasure. A film about evil and passions that could only lead to the point of terror. And what drives a man from the point of terror and into the arms of his mistress's daughter? Where's Helene? Sleeping, mother. If you can stand the shock of the dark side of fear, you must see Point of Terror. But you just played the trailer. Yeah, but it wasn't for love. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's cricket then. We're fine. Yeah, who would play a trailer for love? That's I, just fucking stupid. That is. That's fucking dumb. That was just the best segue I could come up with. Now watch. We're going to get that one angry email. I played a trailer for my now wife while we were dating. It was the move for the movie Say Anything, which she absolutely loved. I held a projection screen up in the air and a friend projected it outside of her window. And we were in love ever since. It was highly intricate and not at all corny. And also, it's not stalkery to stand outside someone's house and play songs like that. It's like it isn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it, it is. Oh, yeah. It's scary, dude. Especially when the song you're playing is a song that you, like, the, the, the girl lost her virginity to you, too. So that's the whole point of that, too. Yes. Yeah. So that's even, I mean, that stacks up the creepiness of the whole fucking thing. It's like, here, let me stand outside. You broke up with me, but now I'm going to stand outside your window and blast the dude that I took your fucking flower with on, you know? There's a whole bunch of clips in there. There's somewhere. <laughs> well, let's talk about something else that's really yeah, creepy having to do with love. Let's talk about Point of Terror. Still not a title I understand. I don't I don't get it. Uh anyway, so we open up by the uh we open up with a credit scene uh and he's performing a song so we we get the idea he's a singer. Uh the How man- much did you think I was actually going to pull the songs out of the movie and play them for the show? I thought a lot that the, all our songs today would be the songs in the movie. My track record does stand to see where that would happen. Yeah. But when I don't play the songs that were featured in the movie like that, yeah. there's a good reason for it. Because you don't like them. I don't like that music, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the guy singing is the same guy who's the doctor from our last movie. So uh, yeah, There's a lot of people from our last movie that pop up so in the same. Yeah, it's actually a, the dual Blu-ray set that we started on with Blood Mania, so that's why. Yeah. I'm so, not sure which one was released when. I'll look that up real quick. Alright. Well, the man singing screams, and, and as he does, he wakes up on a beach. An older woman comes up to him, and she introduces herself as Andrea Hillard. And he introduces himself as Tony Trillis. Did you recognize the actress playing Andrea? I did chance? not. Her name is Diane Thorne. I would be very remiss to not mention Miss Diane Thorne. The reason for that is some of our more astute exploitation-loving viewers will recognize her as Ilsa, the she-wolf of the SS, harem keeper of the oil sheiks, and then Tigress of Siberia, I think, is the third one. I can't really remember. I only really like the first two. Nice. And then there's another one that was the Wicked Warden, I think, or something like that. There was a Jess Franco one that she also played Ilsa in that wasn't 
wasn't really an Ilsim. Well, she's not half bad looking. <laughs> she's very, very lovely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's uh, she's easy on the eyes. Yeah. Uh, Seeing her in a Nazi uniform will make you feel things you don't want to feel. Really? Because <laughs> you're like, God damn it. She looked. No, no. <laughs> wrong. Stop movie. <laughs> uh, don't let your Jewish friends watch that one. <laughs> don't let any friends watch yeah, that yeah. one. Watch the Ilsa movies on, on your, your own, own in your own guilt and alone, shame. Alone, lock the door. Hope no one finds out. Your anyway. five will be covering those. Oh, yay. Tony is a singer down at the Lobster House. Because when you <laughs> want to make it, you sing at the Lobster House. Hey, he does two shows a night at the Lobster House. And apparently the Lobster House is the hip and swinging like bar and grill no kind cover, of place. No minimum. No cover, no minimum. But everybody's showing up for Tony because he is Mr. Gigolo Singer Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, as they flirt a little bit, we see a wheelchair-bound man is watching uh, them from uh, way up on a, uh, on a cliff. It's a little it's, creepy until you find out why he's yeah, watching them. Yeah. Anyway, Tony invites her to catch a show. We cut to the lobster house, and Tony is getting ready for the show, and a very lovely red-headed lady uh, comes in, and uh, they start getting down to business. Uh, she's going to help him get ready for the show. Um, if you can't tell, uh, Tony is a man whore, is what we would probably call it in the industry. <laughs> now, I just looked it up, and I wanted Tony- to make sure. I wanted to make sure here. Yeah. Uh, Point of Terror and Blood Mania are the same writers and looks like production company, but it's different directors. Oh, well, they. And that's how some of the same actors ended up in there is because it's all Crown International and they yeah. use some of the same people. Which one came out first? It was actually Blood Mania. So, so we're doing of, these in order. Yeah. And Point Point of Terror, if you really think about it, is a bit of an improvement. And we'll get into why with stories it and is. everything like that. And it's a variation on the theme that we saw in Blood Mania. All right. So well, anyway, get- <laughs> Go ahead. Getting back down to the name, so Tony Thundercock goes ahead and he lays <laughs> down uh, Dr. Penny uh, Dropper, a.k.a. Tony Thundercock. Well, yeah, if you thought I had names before, I got names again. Uh, so, anyway, um, uh, they start getting down, then we cut to a bartender hitting on a waitress. It's almost a throwaway scene. A this lot. is comedy relief is what yeah. it is. Because we got some serious interpersonal drama and some other stuff. And that's this is something I actually enjoyed in the movie, the cutaways to the bartender and really? the waitress. And the corny sex jokes and him coming on to her. You know what it reminded me of? Huh. The inappropriate humor and the way that Jack Tripper would hit on his roommates in Three's Company. Oh yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't like it. No. Well, see, I have fond memories of watching Three's Company. Yeah. And being taught that that's how men should treat women. That's no, okay. Um, I'm gonna let your wife handle that one. That's no skin off my back. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Tony uh, puts out a heck of a performance and really starts playing up to Andrea, who's sitting in the front. Yeah, he's not a bad singer, and the nope. music's not terribly performed. It's just not a style that I enjoy. No, but you sit there for the whole fucking song, people. So that's, this isn't just like quick song. That's where I was like, I yeah. actually was tempted to record it, and then yeah. after the first one, I'm like, okay, well, maybe. We'll see if there's a yeah, good song here. It gets, maybe. It's getting caught in your head. Yeah, it does. It, like, just talking about it now, I've got the shit yeah, going in my head. It's going right now. Yeah, and I just want to, like, drill my head open just to stop it. It's yeah, really exactly. bad. Uh, Tony comes out and he tells Andrea to uh, order him a drink and he needs to go change. Uh, when he's back there, the redhead comes back in and their conversation is our first clip. Well, I see you made a big hit with the upper register. Yeah, who's that? The one you were playing up to. Who do you mean? <laughs> you didn't know she was Madame National Records? Well, well. Don't get so excited. There's a Mr. National Records. Yeah, well, he's not sitting with her, though, is he, baby? No. 
Well, then there's nothing to worry about, huh? I'll see you later. How much later? Much, huh? Yeah, much. All right? Just stop asking me questions. <laughs> I'm still looking to see, like, various actors or actresses that were in the other movie. And so far, our main guy, Dr. Panty Dropper from the other movie, and Mr. Thundercock in this movie seem to be the only crossovers so far. Uh, and then Fran. Yeah, she was the, the nurse in the other the one, nurse. Right? Yeah, yeah, so maybe she had something to do with it a little bit more. Well, anyway, Tony joins Andrea, and Andrea wants to hear more of Tony's music, which he's only too happy happy to go ahead and show so uh they leave and this is much to uh the redhead chagrin uh we're back at uh we're it is obvious that the only reason that Diane Thorne's character, Andrea, is interested in him is because she checked out his dick print in those shorts uh-huh. and she liked what she saw. Yeah. Because apparently he is packing some kind of hog leg magic cock. Well, as I have clip. written down, as I have written down here, back at, hi, my name's Tony and I have an eight inch dongers uh, place. Wow. Uh, eight inches supposed to be impressive? Well, I mean, back then. Uh, sure. They got bigger as time got on. <laughs> The demand got more and more. Yeah. So uh, he plays her his record, and she likes his voice, but not really the arrangement. She tells him that she could do so much more for him and that she runs a record business since her husband's accident. How Uh, much do you want to bet that he knew this ahead of time, even though the movie doesn't show it? And he was bathing out there in the sun on her private beach, showing off his goods because he is a fucking male whore. Yeah, I believe that. Like, I think he arranged this to get her attention. Because even when Red told him, like, oh, you know who that was? It says it. He was like, oh, really? Kind of like a, that was a real cheeky, oh, really? Like, oh, I didn't know. See, like last week when we were talking about Blood Mania, I was talking about how the doctor seemed like a really good master manipulator for women. Yeah. And I said that, it, and you were like, no, he's just really stupid and he he's, thinks he is. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm just projecting. This guy. This guy this is guy. a manipulator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they make out for a bit, and it sounds like Andrew is going to go ahead and have the contracts drawn up. Uh, so it sounds like this kind of has worked for Tony. Anyway, uh, the red comes in after Andrea leaves, and that is our next clip. I see you didn't waste any time. Hey, come on in. I thought she'd never... What happened? She thinks me, baby. She flipped with a record of my act and everything. Tony, put me down! <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't bank on it. Her secretary's drawing up the contract. Believe it when you see it. She plays games, Tony. You're just one of her toys. Yeah, well, how do you know so much about her, huh? She's an old fixture. She collects men like she drinks, one at a time, all in a row. Not me, she doesn't. I've seen her in action. And you've seen my action, baby. Your money's on a winner. I'll play it cool. For your sake, Tony, I hope so. Is it that cut and dry? She's a woman, isn't she? Her husband's an invalid. It's as simple as that. You make it sound so cold. Well, it's a cold world, baby. Not to everyone. Don't worry. I'll keep her occupied. I want to be somebody. You are someone. You have a job singing at the Lobster House. Come on, get off it. These things take time. Yeah, there's not that much time left for me. I've waited all my life. They still laugh at me when I was a kid. Because my man was a shoeshine boy. While he was on his knees, my mother was on her back. I blew town when I was 14. I worked at odd jobs until I met this older woman. She wanted somebody young. How long did that last? Till the next one. It was Sally. You don't know what it's like wanting to be somebody. That's what I want, to be somebody. That's all I've ever wanted. And I'll do anything to get it. 
glad I don't want anything that badly. Well, it'll work out. You've got to. Your mother and father? She died from an occupational disease. He drank himself to death. Better off. You know, when I got my first job singing, nobody laughed. Nobody. That was good. From that time on, the only thing that counted was my voice. Weren't you ever in love? Sally, you're the only one I've ever been able to open up to. Well, at least I'm good for something. Baby, you're good for a lot of things. You take me like I am, huh? No questions asked. That's something, isn't it? When I make it, baby, I'm gonna buy you a kite made out of $100 bills. <laughs> With my luck, the string will break. Notice he doesn't say, then we can be together as man and wife, or we'll be on easy street. He just says, I'm going to buy you a kite made out of $100 bills. Yeah. This guy just confessed to being a serial womanizer. Yeah. And a guy who is totally cool with basically being the equivalent of a male prostitute or a kept man toy for rich widows or just rich older women. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Some guys have all the luck. Oh, my God. Well, Chad Thundercock with HPV and Red, they decide to go out and for a swim and it's also lovemaking time. So Yeah, in the silhouette, she drops her, you know, everything. She's yeah. she's nude, but you see nothing. Yeah. The silhouette does not allow you to see anything. Kills me. Yeah, I, I was cr- rather I disappointed. I cried. But you do get to see plenty of Tony later on for people that are into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were denied that from the last movie in Blood Mania. So but they gave it to you in this one. So. Boy, did they ever. A prolonged shot of his ass is coming up, folks. Yeah, like a long one so you know get your popcorn ready or something <laughs> if you want to watch ass and eat popcorn yeah. somehow i think that's a clip but i don't know <laughs> whatever <laughs> somebody else is pulling them yeah uh mr hillard argues on the phone about a late shipment something that the missus has missed so um then we cut to the missus is talking to her friend fran who is uh the nurse from the last movie yeah and apparently she's like an actress from a soap opera in the day or something like that like oh. she's a little bit more of a name hmm because they interview that actress later on and I didn't go through this special features and actually see them, but I saw that that specific actress was interviewed about Blood Mania and stuff, so. Uh, the uh, missus is with her friend when he keeps buzzing in and she's ignoring him uh, and then he, and then she and Fran talk and that is our next clip. He's good. Does he have a brother? Seriously, Chicky, you better be careful. You know Martin's a very jealous man. Martin's a wheelchair and whose fault is that his own if he hadn't been so damn suspicious he never would have driven that car off the road he expects me to be a wet nurse to it i've got news for martin i've got big news for him but he's given you so much and i've earned every cent of it but honey i'm on your side remember i'm just worried he's gonna find out about this little affair you're having that chance some ice while you're up ready to see him dead He's special. They all are at first, honey. No, I mean it. Big, wide eyes. A fantastic body. And a waist slimmer than yours. Thanks a lot. Have fun with him, baby. Play around a bit. But don't get yourself in too deep. I'll take you over to the lobster house tonight. I can't wait for you to see him. How much I hate the sound of that chair. You didn't answer my call. Hello, Mark. What's the matter? Are you deaf or something? We were deep in conversation. I guess I just didn't hear you, Mark. Oh, you just didn't hear me. Of course you didn't hear me. How could you hear me? You left the phone off the hook. I want to talk to you now. I was just... Don't go, Fran. Now I have some appointments. I'll let myself call me later. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Goodbye, Martin. I never liked that woman. I told you to lay off that stuff. What do you want, Martin? I hear you haven't been to the office in a few days. Why? I'm talking to you. So talk. You were supposed to take care of a shipment going to New York. You didn't. Now I'm out a couple of thousand dollars. Are you listening to me? No, of course not. You drink too goddamn much. It's because of your drinking that I'm in this chair. I don't have to remind you of that, do I? Martin, I have a headache this big with your name on it. The hell with your headache. Now, look, you either straighten up and take care of business. Are you threatening me, Martin? Yes, I'm threatening you. May I just remind you I married you. I gave you everything. You never had it so good. Yes, 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 Martin. And whatever happened to us, we were happy for a while. Stop it. And I need you. Now more than ever. I hate running the business. You keep forcing me to do it. Why? Because it cuts into your style? And I hate your being suspicious, always accusing me of running around spying on me. Well, you do see other men. I have my own life to lead. You do remember, Audrey, what we did. I didn't have your kind of hate for my wife, but you had enough inside you for both of us. That is a healthy fucking marriage. Yeah, right? Uh, the mister continues to tell the story, and we don't hear the story, but we see the images of a masked intruder breaking in, someone who we are to assume now is Andrea because of the hate in her heart for his wife, uh, for his first wife. And, and I think Diane, Cor- Diane Thorne actually was in the outfit because from the shape of it, even though it was a lot of black and dimly lit, you could kind of tell because part of the shirt comes around the corner before yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and particularly in the chest. Area. Somebody's there before the rest of them is. Uh, <laughs> there are two parts of her that show up before the rest of her does. Yeah, two parts of her are early birds, and the other parts of her aren't timers. <laughs> um, anyway, and it shows the murder and stabbing of his first wife. Which was so, relatively brutal. Yeah, it was a relatively brutal death. And I love that staircase, that sort of lighthouse looking, winding up the outside of a curved room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really cool. Yeah. I mean, for staircases to get murdered on, this is one of the better ones. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're going to be murdered, at least be murdered fancy. On a nice staircase like that. Yeah. Andrea goes to Tony's place and meets, we find out her name is Sally, the redhead. Uh, They kind of have a few terse words uh, and uh, Sally leaves. Um, This is a catty bitch fight over a man who doesn't deserve either. Well, no, he deserves Diane Thorne's character. He doesn't deserve the Sally lady. No, Sally's nice. Andrea's, well, she's also a special brand of... uh, (laughs) You know what? This is another movie where we have two decent characters and the rest is all heel program. Yeah, this is a this is a big time heel program except for two characters. Once again, just like last week. Yeah, just like last week. It's a heel program. Yeah. Yeah. When it really comes down to it, this is a a heel program with what I would assume an ending that probably gives M. Night Shyamalan a hard on. I think we have three decent characters in this film. You thinking Fran? Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to uh, where I'm kind of on the fence for Fran a little bit, but there's at least there's definitely two there's two sally is one of them yeah and then fran may possibly be a third but when we get to the pivotal scene we'll have that discussion yes anyway so uh after sally leaves uh tony comes out from the shower uh he you're welcome ladies yeah. and matt well i have a raging erection yes that's my fetish there you go uh <laughs> 
Tony, uh, Andrea likes what she sees as Tony's not really covering up with a towel that she just handed him. He just, I have a ragey direction. And <laughs> I said, I'm always pre-coital. I'm around me constantly. So I always have a ragey direction. I'm That's always so pre-coital. You make me want to become a monk and take a vow of celibacy when I'm around you. Mm, yeah, a vow of pre-coital celibacy. <laughs> Still, not a thing. It's a thing, Boz. That's not a thing. Boz, you're jerking it right now. Uh, so not a thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever, pre-coital man. Uh, let's see. Um, Tony asks about the deal. Uh, Andrea says she just has to make a call, so Tony gives her a phone, and um, she makes a call, and they, she pretty much sets it up, and uh, she goes, now you're in my hands. And he goes, uh, or on Monday you'll be in my hands, because that's when they'll go into the studio. Mm-hmm. And he goes, why wait? And whips the towel right to the camera uh, so that she's uh, face to a steaming pile of cock. That's my fetish. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Ryan, for grabbing those. <laughs> I love being able to use that against you. Tony is in the studio laying down some tracks. Uh, then we see Mr. Hilliard. Good gets- Lord, I wanted all of the equipment in that studio. I bet. Oh, God, it was so beautiful in there. <laughs> Mr. Hilliard gets a call while he's laying down those tracks, and that's our next clip. Hello? Yes? Well, if you think he's that good, just go ahead and activate the contract and release the record. Sure, give it a big build-up. If it needs money in my pocket, I'm all for it. But let me tell you something. After this record, that's it. I'll see to it the son of a bitch doesn't make another record for the next five years. Hey, friend, listen. If your husband's such a teetotaler like you say, how can we marry you? Clarence? You didn't even know I drank until one night I came home sober. Well, you ladies are going to have to excuse me. I got nothing never to do. Give him hell, honey. I'll see you later, Tony. Okay. He's beautiful. Can I get you anything else? Two of the same. You know, if I had what she's got, I'd have them dipped in gold. You're pretty satisfied with yourself, aren't you, Chicky? You mean helping Tony? I mean the whole scene. What's he got to give you? Kicks. He's using you. We're using each other. Well, at least you're honest. Hey, look, I hope you don't think I flipped for this guy. I mean, that'd really be pretty foolish, wouldn't it? Martin needs me to hate. It's what keeps him alive. Andrea. Hate is no different than love. It's what keeps the world going. Don't worry about Martin. I can take care of him. Okay, there's one of the conversations where I think Fran might actually be a decent person because she's looking out for her friend here yeah, and trying to be like, hey, that guy's very clearly just using you. And then her friend's like, well, duh, you didn't see his dick print like I did. So yeah. <laughs> I'm very clearly using him. Anyway, uh, so later on that night, Tony and Andrea uh, bone in her pool. Uh, we get to see Andrea's boobs. So thank you, movie. Holy shit. She's also like got some kind of an aqualung blowjob thing going on yeah man and then but then she gets up and she spits water right into his face i'm like oh man he just got cock water spit in his face yeah but <laughs> in that soup maybe he's into it it's <laughs> all body part water yeah. if you think about it well if it's any decent pool man there's so much chlorine in that it's killing everything you're fine you hope or at least maybe they hey listen heat I, it up enough to where it boils off some things as I, well i saw that pool it to be that blue trust me ain't nothing's living in there <laughs> i don't know i just don't think you should have sex and hot tubs i think that's just a bad idea i thought they were in a pool no it's like a little hot tub area 
on the other they side were of the in pool. A pool. Yeah, they got into the pool. They were swimming, but there's like one. It was like a smaller hot tub oh, area was there thing. A smaller hot tub? It just wasn't a jacuzzi. It was just like yeah, cause... but you want to sit in there, especially if you don't want kids, because that'll burn all your swimmers right up. They'll boil them alive. <laughs> They're you're fine. You can't. I believe that's a scientific fact. Is you can't get pregnant in a. That's hot not tub. a thing. I think it is, boss. I think it is. Still not a thing. Still, you might want to listen to boss on this one. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, <laughs> don't, don't, don't take birth control <laughs> advice from the guy who accidentally knocked up his bride yeah well i mean only once so <laughs> out I of mean, sheer really, dumb luck really out of average i'm pretty good <laughs> you still put one in a hole <laughs> uh tony leaves at 4 a.m and martin rolls out he confronts andrea and she says it was just a business conversation and then after more pressing she confesses that you know he gives her some attention and all that martin pretty much says that he's going to torpedo tony's career and then divorce her and take everything and leave her with nothing. She slaps him, and then there's a struggle. As he's chasing her around in his uh, motorized wheelchair right by the pool, she's using, like, a red blanket or, like, table cover uh, and doing, like, a bullfighter thing. Ole, ole. And then Martin goes right into the pool. Uh, as he goes down, he's unable to swim up, which I don't get because his arms seem to work, and you could doggy paddle that shit. I was thinking that, too, and I'm like, how the fuck is he not able to at least use his arms to paddle but- himself up? But I was thinking about it. He seems like the kind of guy that would purposely not exercise his arms and uses his wheelchair so seldomly that his arms are probably well, look, atrophied a little bit, yeah, too. His his legs are what's dead. His arms work, and he still has a motorized wheelchair. But if his legs are dead, why is it when she was hitting him in the legs with stuff, he felt it and shouted, ouch. Maybe it's below the knee. <laughs> She hit him in the fucking foot like two or three times and he screamed ouch to that. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) All I'm saying is this guy's got problems and now he's dead. Well, he was married to Dion Thorne's character who clearly murdered his wife to be with his money. And he couldn't bang her anymore, so. Which he was jealous of her cheating on him. She's been cheating on him since they got together. Yeah, but at least he was getting some at one point. I guess, but her excuse was because he got crippled, but he got crippled because he was was chasing after her and trying to find out what she was doing because she's an unfaithful fucking person because she just wants the comfort and the money yeah well that's really what anybody wants out of a marriage dude no (laughs) no (laughs) that's what you think but that's that's... what marriage is it's an arrangement between two people that are going to cohabitate for extra comfort and money they pull their resources that's not the only reason people marry That's the real reason they get married. No, the rest isn't. of it is just a bunch of horse shit. No, it's not. Maybe in the old days, yeah, when you had to be partnered up with somebody else, you're going to die. <laughs> anyway, you mean, you had some problems. Anyway, as he's <laughs> drowning, Andrea stares into the pool and says, ole. Uh, at Martin's funeral, a young blonde woman shows up. Tony is completely captivated by her. <laughs> I thought that was Sally Struthers. Oh, God, me too. In the distance, like, yeah. until, like, they showed her later on and she's actually, like, in close up and talking. I'm like, yeah. holy fuck, Sally Struthers is in this? Hey, look at that. They got, some, they got a major star. Because it looked like young Sally Struthers yeah. from like All in the Family exactly. days. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony and Fran are talking, and that is our next clip. You didn't know about her, did you? No, Andrea never mentioned play. She never would. They hate each other. From where I'm standing, they look like old buddies. They have a lot to iron out. She hasn't seen the kid for years. She's been away at school. She never lived with Martin and Andrea? God, no. When Martin fell in love with Andrea, his wife wouldn't give him a divorce. But that didn't stop my chickie. No, it wouldn't. They carried on that affair right under the wife's nose. Made her life miserable, poor thing. Anyway, she was killed. Murdered by somebody who broke into the house. It hit Elaine hard. She was only ten. 
Chicky didn't want to kid around anyway. <laughs> she just wanted the luxuries. She went through a whole fortune in parties and yachts and dances, dresses, the whole shot. <laughs> she shipped Elaine from school to school, and when the kid finally turned 14, she sent her off to Europe. That's where she's been ever since. They never saw each other then, huh? Oh, on holidays. But Andrea always managed to be off somewhere. Seems like a nice kid. Oh, she's a doll. <laughs> and did you see the look in Andrea's eyes when she saw Elaine? Girls turned into a real beauty. Yeah, she has. I think now more than ever before, Andrea would like to have Helene gone. Will she go back to Europe? I don't know. One thing for sure, they can't live with each other. They'd be fighting like animals. It's not going to be too easy for Chicky. It's Helene's home as well as Andrea's now. What are they talking about out there? Business, I imagine. What else would be on Andrea's mind right now? There's National and this house and other properties, stocks, bonds, companies all over. Martin had a real little empire. It belongs to both of them now. 50-50. Right down the middle. Uh, I better be going. I mean, uh, the only reason I came by is because Andrea asked me to. <laughs> well, that was before she knew Helene was coming. All right, so I just want to point something out. I think Fran is an excellent character to create for exposition and backstory. Yeah. Because she is a gossip. She can't wait to tell you everything that she knows about everybody. Exactly. And she loves to fucking talk. Oh, yeah. And the more she drinks, the worse she gets at it. But she's always drinking throughout this whole entire show. Yeah, she's a drunk. Yes, and if you're calling someone a drunk, they a drunk. They a drunk. And yeah. Andrea's a drunk, too. <laughs> That's yeah, why they're best more, friends. Andrea's more than a drunk. Yeah, I think they're just sort of like these talk toxic cohabitating friends that love to party and that's why you know Fran's a kind of a hanger on yeah but in all of the dialogue especially listening to it back now all the stuff that you pulled out for Fran so far I'm leaning more towards she's at least a good person she's troubled don't get me wrong but she obviously doesn't know what we've already had revealed she's, by what the husband said before yeah. he died she's not a heel yeah that's why I don't I don't think she's a heel I think she's yeah. she's not quite a baby face she's, she's just a tweener kind of, she's yeah, a tweener a little bit of a tweener yeah because I mean she's got her issues she's She's living vicariously through her friend. Her friend's cheating and acting up and everything. Yeah. And she does try and cheat on her husband, too, later on in the movie. But, yeah, but she's, she's not necessarily blackout drunk. So she might not even. Like, that doesn't excuse your behavior. No, no, no. I'm not excusing her behavior. Yeah. What I'm saying is, though, I'm saying normally I don't think she would do that. OK, but still. But doesn't excuse her behavior. Yeah. But. but so there's minus these few things that happen in the film. I'm going to say now that I think we have at least three non. Yeah, I think so. And also, we don't have we have two baby faces. In defense of Fran, the, the reason she. She may have, because um, I'll just say it, we'll get to that point, but she hits on Tony. But I think she also made the safe play as it drunkenly she hits on the one guy who she knows isn't going to do anything with her because of what he stands to lose. Well, and this movie establishes that Tony is this irresistible, magic cocked person he, that every female on the face of this earth just drops panties he, the minute he's around. He not only, <laughs> you know how they say, you know, well, it's not the size, it's what you do with it. Not only does he have the size, but he also does pretty much amazing things with it apparently yeah apparently he's like a cock acrobat yeah yeah like he's uh the, his his cock is like the david copperfield of magic and <laughs> he slips it in and all your money disappears yeah that's right uh let's see here uh later on andrea is leaving tony's uh he finds pills in her bag and comments that she drinks too much uh then tony has a proposal for her and that is our next clip what are you doing tomorrow i'm up to my neck and lawyers why we might take a trip. Trip? Only takes two hours to get to Tijuana. Tijuana? What for? People get married there in 15 minutes. Oh, Tony. We 
Well, excuse me for laughing, but it struck me so funny. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. But why not? You're free now. I mean, Martin's dead. Well, exactly. Free. Free to do as I please. I have plans. Plans that I don't fit into? You fit. You fit. But the way I want you to fit. Oh, I had nine stinking, miserable years of marriage. Yeah, well, you wanted me badly enough when he was alive, though, didn't oh, you? Oh, not as a husband. Look, you know what I need. You give me that. I'm satisfied. You don't, and I'll get someone who will. Look, it, I'm not one of those beach bums that you ran around with. No, you're not. At least they had a little class. Look who's talking about class. Money! Money makes me class! It's what you haven't got. What you thought you'd have by marrying me. I can blow your entire career. A few words from me about how difficult you are. How talentless. So much so that we're really afraid to release that record. <laughs> yes, I'd say I win. You lose. Oh, Lay. That's right, baby. I never left. I saw it all. Oh, it was an accident, Tommy. The police listed it as an accident. Mm -hmm. I can change all of that. You bastard. Now, who's got the cards stacked? Hmm? I'll tell them we were in it together. You think I'm afraid? If I go down, you come with me. You're bluffing, baby. You're scared. Am I? Here, then call the police. We'll see who's scared. No career, no money, nothing, nothing but yourself. You do exactly as I say from now on, Mr. Tony Trellis. And like the agent said, don't call me. I'll call you. Damn. I like that little dynamic shift that happens where she lays down on the couch and opens up her legs as in she's presenting her badge at him. Yeah. Going like, I own you and you will be controlled by this. Mm -hmm. And then he turns the tables on her by saying, oh, lay at her. Yeah. And then reveals that he watched her murder her husband or the fight that they had caused an accidental death, which is still kind of an accidental death, but she let him drown. She didn't even try to help. She him. didn't even try to help. So that uh, it, it's, that's it's murder. manslaughter. Yeah, probably. yeah, you probably at least get a man. She's still charge. going to jail, and she's still ain't getting an inheritance. Is yeah. how that works. But then he lays back down and does the exact same position, mocking her. Yes, and he throws up his legs and presents his crotch at her. That made me chuckle so much, I had to pause the movie because <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, he's making fun of her." And I backed it up and I watched her like do that same. And he literally gets into the same position and does some of the same hand movements when he's talking to her. And she's all like, shut up. Are you talking about penises? <laughs> just wanted to hear that again. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Probably my favorite clip. That's my fetish. <laughs> In stereo. <laughs> well, but, but then she calls his bluff and she's like, you'll go. You go ahead. You call the cops. You turn me in. You do all of this and you'll never get anything that you've ever wanted. So here is the point where if Tony weren't just a misunderstood guy just trying to do what he can to get ahead, this is where he turns full heel if he was ever a tweener. Yeah, no, which he I would submit to he was never he was a, a tweener. He's, a, he's been a heel. 
heel the whole time. So, well, we're back at the bar and Tony's looking for Sally, but apparently she went home sick. Uh, but he does run into a very drunk friend. Uh, she informs him that Andrea has left the States and in her mood to get a clear head, she'll probably be gone for at least a month. Uh, Fran is at the time staying at Andrea's, watching over the place and watching over Elaine. Technically, it's her dad's, but yes. Yeah. Uh, Tony uh, takes her back. Th- uh, Tony takes her back there and gets her to bed. Uh, while there, he meets Elaine for kind of the first Can time. Can we just talk meeting. about the staircase routine of him getting her up the stairs? She, But she boarded on him. Like, he's fireman carrying her. And instead, you know how most uh, people with her being fireman carried kind of melt into it? So yeah. it's easier to yeah. carry. She stiff boards him, man. I mean, she is like a straight line. It's so fucking hilarious because yeah. he has to manipulate this round staircase with her. Yeah. He gets her up to a landing and then she's still like stiff as a board kind of like just He puts her down but apparently she figures out how to get up the rest of the way herself. No, but he sets her feet down where she's only got a few more steps to go up to the landing. Yeah. He puts her feet down and then just kind of like tilts her up like you would an actual board. Yeah. That shit was hilarious. She, she went she went straight board on him. That stuff was so cool, man. Yeah. I really dug that. Uh, so uh, he then meets Elaine for the really the first time and we see a little attraction there. A little bit of a flirting, but nothing too big. He's like, is that Sally Struthers? No. No, no, it's not. Uh, the next day, Tony calls Elaine and asks her if they'd like to go horseback riding. Then we get a little montage of them riding uh, some uh, uh, horses. So... This this is how they fall in love. He took yeah. a girl to show her a horse. Yes. That's how you get girls to fall in love with you. Take them to see horses. It will go or, fucking or insane. Or ride a horse, yeah. Or ride a horse. They I will. think what he was really doing is you check out this horse's dick and then look at mine and compare and you'll see it's about the same. Yeah, the, you could tell the horse he was riding felt inadequate to him. And the female horse that the girl was riding yeah, it was, was in heat from being around him. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, everyone is pre-coital when they're around Tony. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this then that night they're having dinner and she says she's been having a lot of fun and they kiss and then more montage of a budding relationship beginning you know they're doing relationship stuff none of this really felt all that bad like filler the horseback riding was a bit much yeah but they paid for the horseback riding and god damn it they're gonna use it that's right <laughs> motherfucker Fran wants to talk to Elaine and that is our next clip wait a minute young lady I want to talk to you come on you're in a hurry oh you've been in a hurry for a whole week now come on sit down I want to talk to you Tell me what you've been up to. Hmm? Oh, Fred, he's, he's wonderful. We've just had so much fun. <laughs> you found yourself a young man. Hey, look, I've got to go and change. Tony will be here soon. Tony? I'm making dinner for him tonight. You've been seeing Tony? That's right. I think he is the most fascinating man I've ever met. <laughs> and you've met so many. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's different. And he's so sweet. Tony? Sweet? <laughs> he must want something. <laughs> what do you mean? Look, honey, you're young. Very young and inexperienced. Take it from an old crow who's been around. Don't take him seriously. Why not? Well, what do you know about Tony? What he told me. Sure. Sure, what he told you. <laughs> Look, honey, he's okay as long as it's strictly for laughs. But do you really know what he's all about? Hey, look... All I have to know about him is that I like him very much. Do you know about uh, Tony and Andrea? What do you mean? Well, don't tell me you haven't guessed by now. I haven't wanted to think about it. But you must have known something was going on, didn't you, with Tony popping in and sneaking out all the time? All right, I know. But that was his past. Honey, it's very much in his future. Hey, Fran. Look, don't spoil this 
This means too much to me. Well, don't go into this with your eyes closed. Oh. I don't want you to be hurt. I know it. I won't be. You sure? I've never been so sure of anything in my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're a big girl now. Well, I guess there's no sense in my sitting around here doing nothing. I have a husband waiting at home for me somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to find him. I wish you luck. Oh, save the luck for yourself, honey. You're going to need a lot of it with Tony. This is the conversation I was talking about where I was pretty sure that Fran was a good person. Fran's or, a baby face. Yeah. Like, this makes me feel more like deep down inside she's a baby face, but she occasionally toys with being a tweener. She just has flaws. She makes some questionable she judgments She has a drinking and problem. And that makes her more of a tweener because when she likes to party and that's yeah. what's making her butt. And it sounds like it, she has a homebody for a husband. Yeah. So when it comes to Eleanor, though, the, the girl that uh, is actually the Tony's love interest here now the sally struthers look-alike yeah she is 100 percent genuinely concerned for her yeah regardless of the fact that diane thorne is her best friend and stole the husband she really feels for this girl and she really seems to be concerned and care about the people in her life even though she knows tony's just a gigolo and was looking to try and ride that magic cock when yeah. drunk yeah right so that night at dinner elaine talks about how this whole experience has been really great but unfortunately everything has to come to an end because it's probably about time she head back out of the country. Tony asks why, and she's pretty much like, well, I can't stay here. All of that. Uh, Tony asks her not to go, and Elaine and asks Tony about he and Andrea. Uh, he tells her it's been over, that now it's just business, that she means nothing to him. Uh, Elaine starts to believe him, but she says she's afraid of Andrea, that she, she destroys people. But Tony says that she can't destroy them. Tony says he's never felt this way before, and he's never said anybody, to anybody that he's ever loved them or he doesn't think he's ever felt love but he does love her and this is the first time for him tony wants to get married elaine says she does too he asks when and she says tonight the closest to love or expression of love he's ever come is the red-headed lady and promising her a kite made of a hundred dollar bills yes this is different according to him at the club tony is packing when sally confronts him and this is fucking heartbreaking and i'm going to make you listen to it because i had to and the actress is acting her fucking heart out this, so i'm really this, glad you pulled this yeah, this is fucking rad. What are you doing? I'm leaving, baby. I don't need this place anymore. I've called you, but you don't seem to be home. And what did you want? Tony, I've got to talk to you. Yeah, what about? Us. Us. There's trouble, Tony. What kind of trouble? Do I have to spell it out for you? You can't be serious. Did you check with the doctor? Of course. What am I going to do? Well, you know what to do, baby, huh? It's legal now. Just tell me you're a rape, that's all. <laughs> What the hell do you want me to say? Look at baby, you made a mistake, huh? You just made a mistake. Is that all you've got to say? Sally, find yourself at the doctor. I'll help you with some money. I don't need your money. Everything's going to be all right, huh? I have to go away. Where to? On a trip. When are you coming back? Right away. And call me? Yeah, as soon as I get back. Call me, Tony. Yeah. Fuck you, Tony. If you were going to try and argue before this point that Tony could have redeeming qualities and could be a good person and was just caught up in the whole money thing and that, you know, the whole prostitution thing is what he did. L literally, he's a prostitute, but like yeah. in a more legalized way. But that's like he did this and it's just what he did to survive. The choices that he makes here with Sally 
prove 100% that he is a piece of shit. Someone who's done nothing but listen to him bitch and whine and moan and complain about his life and his lot in life. Yeah. And gave him affection and caring and this yeah. is what he does and i mean he basically says i want nothing to do with you you Get better him. take care of it i'll help you pay for it not yeah. i will pay for it no i'll help you pay for it. i'll, get I'll you help some you money. pay for it yeah uh, i mean he may... might as he might as well be like look i got 75 bucks and there's a skinhead outside well, that'll hit you with an axe handle in the stomach we'll that, be fine what's that horseshit you made a mistake you made a mistake baby you let you you, you made a mistake you let his thunder cock inside of you sorry okay there are certain days of the month where a woman can actually get pregnant right Right? That's how yeah. that works, yeah. right? There's like during the cycles. That's how Ovulating it works. time. Right, right. Where that could possibly happen. So a woman could have sex for certain periods of the month and not have to worry about getting pregnant at all because her part of getting pregnant, supplying the egg, is only during certain periods of the month. Yeah. Every time a man ejaculates, he could possibly be causing a baby. He made the mistake. Every single time. <laughs> Take just... responsibility for where your jizz goes, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> Get a condom for Christ's sake. Th- this is something that's Pull severely out. yes, Do something. something. Put it in the butt. Yeah. Consensually. All Get, of this. Yeah, yeah. Pull out and further degrade her by coming on her because apparently <laughs> you don't actually care. Clips. <laughs> all of that. Please God someone. <laughs> But in all seriousness, it is more a man's responsibility for that kind of shit than what it should be. And like men, they just pass it all off onto the women. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's 15 billion forms of birth control in this world. And, you know, the only thing he didn't do to pull the asshole trifecta was how do you know it's mine? He didn't say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the literally the only fucking thing. I bet you're running around with a lot of other guys. Maybe Maybe it's at the bartender. I saw how you were eyeballing him. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, I just want to fucking reach through the screen and strangle Tony and beat him to death with his I just, own shoes. I want to punch him so hard, either his wonk eye becomes correct or a wonk out his correct eye. I want to punch him in the face until I'm doing nothing but driving wet chunks of bone into the floorboards. All right. Well, anyway, that night in bed, uh, Elaine comments how she likes her new name, so they are now married. Uh, Andrew- I was calling her Eleanor. Her name's Elaine. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, Andrea walks into the house and we see then it cuts to Tony getting high in bed with Elaine then we see Andrew's kind of you can tell it's a left handed cigarette because they were both hitting it at first with their left hand yeah (laughs) Uh, Andrea is getting uh, drunk and she's kind of stumbling around outside and she uh, goes out to right like by the fence where she can look out at the ocean Elaine sees her Uh, Tony confronts Andrea and that is our final clip hello Andrea Tony is that you what are you doing here Where's Helene? Sleeping, Mother. You didn't. We were married last night in Tijuana. Why? Why not? You certainly didn't waste any time, did you? Look, it's not what you think it is. No, of course not. I suppose you're going to tell him you love her. You won't believe it, but it's true. I imagine it must have been pretty easy to make her fall for you. I told you you wouldn't believe it. You're damn right I don't. I know you. All you're interested in is the money. Only now, Tony, there isn't any money. What do you mean? I mean you blew it. It is a stipulation in the will forbidding her to marry until she's 25. In the event she marries before then, she loses everything. I get it all. Take care of her myself. Would you mind telling me how? Well, there's the record. When it's released, I'll go from there. If, if, if it's released. You see, Tony, I'm still the dealer. Well, then you're dealing to an empty table, baby. Because I'll make it on my own. (laughs) Don't make me laugh. I'll tell Helene about us. 
Save your breath. She already knows. Tony! Tony! Tony, it doesn't have to change between us. It's over, Andrea. While I was away, Tony, I, I did a lot of thinking. It's no use. Tony, you know I do feel something for you. It's too late. No, it's not. Andrea, go to sleep, huh, baby? Sleep it off. Helene and I are going to be gone tomorrow anyway. I won't let you go. Tony, you can still take care of little orphan Annie and, and have me and, and everything. It's too late, Andrea. A big, strong man like you ought to be able to take care of two women simultaneously. Remember, Tony, I have the house and all the money. Everything. I don't need you anymore. You expect Helene to live on your salary? She's used to having money. She'll tire of you, mister. You just wait. You just wait. I'll chance it. Tony, I won't let you go. Oh, well, boy. Yeah. Anyway, so she, Andrea starts begging for Tony. She then kind of starts slapping him around and grabbing his leg, and they're struggling. It's really fucking sad. As yeah. much as you hate this character, and as much as Diane Thorne is playing her super fucking evil bitchy, this sequence where she's literally grabbing onto his leg, trying to stop him from walking away, and he's just dragging her, is just heart-wrenching. You're like, God, <laughs> have some dignity and just straight-up murder By the him. way, she's not holding on to his leg there, you know? Yeah, she's grabbing onto yeah. his cock. Yeah, yeah. that's his he, dick. He actually only has one leg. The other one is just his cock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, as they struggle on the round, she screams that she did murder uh, uh, the mother, and she will also kill him. During the fight, uh, As because he's like kind of stumbling and she's on his back, uh, she is thrown over the cliff and is killed. That's Superman swinging around thing before she goes flying. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about heel program, uh-huh. baby faces and then uh tweeners and stuff yep. but this end sequence justifies all this wrestling talk yeah there's another thing where she's like wrapping her leg around him to try and kick him and did you notice she actually kicks him in the nuts for real and yeah. the actor responds to that yes but going, oh! He's like, oh, but no. he stays in character like he gathers himself back up and no, pulls no, her no. leg away if he stayed in character he would have no sold it because that cock and shit it's like metal <laughs> so it's just impervious it's like superman dick Clip. but but anyway <laughs> yeah so he, he, during this whole wrestling match, this fight that yeah. they have, it's hilarious in that the choreography is not that great. But at the same time, there's moments of it where you're like, sh- Diane Thorne's going for it, and you're seeing how desperate she is to try and keep this guy, and then how she turns and gets angry and hates him. Yeah. And she even declares that she murdered her husband's former wife and her husband t- to get where she is and to be with him. She screams that while they're wrestling. Yeah. And then jumps on his back, and then he like Superman swings her around. What is she's like up on him across his shoulders? like planking yeah that's uh, almost like a torture rack yeah kind of uh, modified torture rack and airplane spin move it's the helicopter move where you spin them around and throw them down yeah like what looks Lex uh, Luger used to do yeah the, that's the torture rack yeah Lex yeah. Luger did the torture rack okay. then, but, it's been a yeah. while so yeah uh, anyway uh, we come we cut to a cop on a phone just eating food uh, it was almost like a needless comedy bit here that didn't land uh, maybe they just needed a little bit more time on the film because it yeah. didn't quite make it to an hour and 20 for that death but it kind of wraps up the story as to show I mean, you that, that Tony's I, I going to get away if, with it if a cop was talking about it but the fact that they tried to make it funny oh see I like the comedy bits oh, of this. Really? they worked for me oh okay uh, anyway Andrea was found by some skinny dipping kids and um, skin diver not skinny dipping yeah skin diver well same thing not necessarily uh, well they were maybe just diving naked instead of swimming naked whatever go ahead. All right. anyway uh, Tony and Elaine told the 
cop that they didn't even know that she was home. They had just gotten back from Tijuana and getting married. Uh, they found through the tox- toxicology that she was loaded with pills and alcohol, and the cops believe it was an accident. Yes, so there's a lot of quote-unquote accidental deaths that were somewhat accidental, but conveniently for the story and for yeah. Tony and like or this, whoever else to get more money. It's like this cop totally forgot that just a month ago a man died in the pool the same house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think you think people started asking questions. Well, and I'm pretty sure that barbiturates and drugs were involved in all of this. Yes, well, that's true. Uh, it seems Tony and Elaine are going to go on a trip. Uh, Fran is crushed that uh, Andrea is gone and doesn't really know what she's going to do with herself. And I legitimately feel like she is really, she is really, really sad That's her best friend, this. yeah. Yeah, like, I think that living vicariously through her is part of what made her life worthwhile, and, but also she has no one to go to now. Yeah, and also I think her and Fran shared kind of life views, a very cynical life view, and she was her drinking buddy because it sounds like her husband isn't into anything like that, so And also she whole... definitely lives vicariously through her because yeah. she loves to hear the stories of her glamorous life. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Tony gets a call and he needs to meet somebody. Fran will take Elaine to the airport and Tony will meet him later in the cab. We then cut to a house and we see Tony is shot to death by Sally. He screams as he's laying there bleeding and wakes up and he is back on the beach again like it's the beginning of the movie and Andrea is there introducing herself. He has a weirdly confused look on his face and roll credits. All right, now the ending drops this down in my estimation. Yeah, that was a really bad move. He should they, if they were going to do that, he should have woken up at the beginning of the movie with that same horrified, shocked look on his face. Yeah, so that when he starts talking to Andrea, like it all fades away, and he's like, "Oh, it was just a dream." Yeah, and then we see that it's not a dream. He's locked in some kind of hell loop, and this is how he got stuck in you, this situation. You know what? Let's take all that out. Uh-huh. Here's how you end it. You take out some of the time filler stuff that was in there. Yeah, and then. And what you have is you have Tony actually go to Sally's house, try to talk her down, try to pull his fucking smooth guy routine. Yeah, yeah. And then she, like, when he asks, well, did you do it? You know, like, did, did you have the abortion? She can be like, yeah, like, she's pouring herself, and it looks like she's pouring herself a drink. And then when she turns around, she shoots him dead. And then his dead, lifeless eyes are just what you see in the movie ends. Yeah. I like that idea. I would modify it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I think what he should have suggested is what I like where he asked, did you have the abortion? And then she says, yes. And she starts crying. Yeah. And then she basically still wants to be with him, but he's like, look, I'm, I'm done with you. That's it. That's, I'm married. That's, that, yeah. was, that was the last thing that we had tethered. And now you have nothing else to keep me here or, or something like that. And he goes to walk out the door and she basically loses it. Does one of those. If I can't have, you no one will. Yeah. You know, or how you can't do this to me. I was, he I still unloads you. a gun into him. Yeah. And then she unloads the gun in him and then he falls out the door dead. And then she's just standing there bawling with the gun smoking. Yeah, I would suggest her like wailing with the smoking gun in her hand. Yeah, like she's angry at first, but then she realizes she just killed the only man she ever loved. Yeah. Not only that, but the fact that she could have had a child that she could have had a life. Because this actress can cry like a motherfucker. Like you really just twist that fucking knife in, and the point the point of terror is actually realizing that all of your choices have led you to this, you dumb fucker. You know. And no one's happy. Everyone loses. Yeah. Because if you take away the title "Point of Terror" and you just lay this movie 
movie out as it is. Yeah. It's sort of like a mystery movie thriller kind of thing. It's more like an erotic thriller. Like you would I, see I wouldn't in the even 90s. say it's like a, a thriller as much as it's almost like a movie. Not saying it is this movie, but like Dangerous Liaisons type movie. It's a where time it's, life movie with tits. Yeah. It, where it's, it's like it's a Dangerous Liaisons type movie. Not saying it's on that level. I'm saying, though, that's the kind of story. There's no thriller. It's just a bunch of mostly bad people living bad lives, making horrible decisions that hurt good people and then everyone in the end kind of just loses it's a film noir type film with a sexual role reversal yeah where the femme fatale is actually a man with a magic cock and all of the people in power in this movie are women and they're getting rid of men in their lives that are no longer useful after they got rid of women to take over their power yeah so that part of it and how that's written really interests me and i really like this movie for that aspect of it yeah like when i started thinking about that but as far as it being like a horror film or being called Point of Terror. I don't get that. It's not a yeah. horror movie at all. Yeah. It, it's a very interesting movie and a very interesting premise. Yeah. But it's not a horror movie. It's more movie. like a crime drama or whatever. Yeah. Know. It's a, it's yeah. a drama film. Yeah. Let's just say what it is. It is. It's a dra- you know, everyone, when you say drama, everyone only thinks it's like a romantic comedy. It's not. It, this this isn't fucking sense and sensibility. Yeah. This is more like basic instinct. Yes. This is just a. It's a fucking. Yeah. It's a. It's a fucking drama movie. It's like the old school erotic thrillers where it yes. wasn't really a thriller. It was just erotic and a heel program. Yes. A, 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 an erotic heel program. That's about right. Now that's wrestling I can get behind. Right. And with that, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play the Legion podcast promo ad because we have to help support the network that is keeping us alive. We're going to have a little bit of music befitting of Diane Thorne's character in this film, Point of Terror. When we come back, we'll have some fucking psyop news. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now... Back to the cutting room.
tell you or did I not tell you that that fits Diane Thorne's character yeah, in this movie? Big time. <laughs> I got a girl so wicked and mean but she's got big breasts. Yeah. So that's like his excuse for why he's with her. Yeah. Every time he tries to slow down she won't let him rest. And she'll spit chlorine water in my mouth apparently <laughs> is what it, <laughs> it's because that's what Tony was into. As spitting chlorine water into his mouth after <laughs> performing fellatio underwater. Yeah. What does she have? Gills or some shit like that? She was under there for a long fucking time. Chlorinated dog. breathing gills or yeah. something. I don't yeah, know. If it's in the jacuzzi, it's hot in there, man. She's like roasted. She was a lobster. She's dead. I will promise you this, Matt. I will never ask you to give me any of that, but I will ask you to give me some psyops. Tonight's PSYOP news is going to be all about the butt. <laughs> We've had two stories posted on the group, both about butt stuff. So you want to do a little ass play? That's about what this is be about. Uh, this one comes from Blue. Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Almost. And it's from the sun. Pegging is the latest bedroom trend you need to know about. And sex work experts say it's more popular than ever. Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? You want to do a little ass play? I'm sure that's a lot of what the conversations are like in my asshole actually sweat. But probably might. It might. Reading that while I read this, it might start sweating. I'm running out of ass clips, so <laughs> yeah. let's move on. All right, ladies, listen up. There's a new sex trend on the rise, and according to leading sexperts, it's set to become very popular. And on your rectal passage. Yeah. It might not be your go-to position, but since it popped up on our TV screens in both Broad City and Deadpool, pegging is believed to be on the rise among couples. Booty juice, booty juice, gotta have it now. <laughs> don't know why that's just it's just the way that rod sings yeah. it's fucking awesome uh so what exactly is pegging well instead of the man Ooh, pe- is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum that would be it uh well <laughs> instead of the man penetrating the woman pegging happens when the woman penetrates the man shut up are you talking about penises with a strap on your silicone <laughs> penis budget is out of control that's right it is it is uh, for every household in the country it sounds like it yeah. uh it might not be something you've ever tried before but apparently it's on the rise and now sex experts have revealed why it's so popular among men and women it's gonna cost you some serious cock while it's pleasurable for the man because it stimulates the prostate gland women are also said to love it too all kinds of things you don't want on your dick are in people's asses (laughs) alicia st Clair, a certified sex educator told men's health the prostate is an erogenous zone that's often overlooked booty juice booty juice gotta have it now pegging allows a woman to actually be inside a man navigating the pleasure which it's is the erection th- that counts which is a thrill in itself she's not actually in the man the fucking dildo is in the man true she's just in control of the thing that's in the man yeah it's not like she can feel being in there she can just feel the pressure of pushing the dildo against the guy yeah it's often one of the few times in sexual play that a woman gets to do that experts say the trend is on the rise <laughs> i guess that really depends upon 
how your relationship works, yeah, doesn't it? Uh, I guess. Uh, experts say the trend is on the rise, and pleasure product company Healthy and Active claim prostate massager sales have increased 56% over the past five years. If, <laughs> All right. Well, if you more t- power to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you don't fancy pegging, the Cleopatra is one of the most popular sex positions driving women wild, while the sticky scissors position is said to be ideal for hungover couples. www dot sticky scissors.com yeah I, d- I don't know what sticky it's... scissors enthusiast.com what's a what's the sticky scissors though that, that w- or they just had a bukkake mouth party so uh, uh yeah so i guess those are moves so everyone let us know what those moves are because i don't chances I, I don't are know. you've probably done the position you just yeah. don't know the name for it yeah, yeah i don't know the name for it so <laughs> you guys have been married long enough you've probably tried it all we, we've yeah there's there's the... only so many flexible positions people can get into right uh earlier this week we told you couples are now signing petting ups to ensure that they can also keep their pet in the case of a split. Holy shit. Uh, Actually, that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Whatever pet you bring into the relationship, you should be able to bring it out because there are some vindictive fucking cunts, both male and female out there, that will take your fucking dog or your fucking cat. Like, if my wife and I split, the ugliest fight we're going to have is over the cats. Holy shit. Yeah, right. (laughs) You get the boy, she gets the girl. That's not how it would work. Yeah. No, she would take them both and I would be left lonely and sad and blow out my fucking brains. Well, Jesus. Oh, okay. Here's the uh, Cleopatra. That's apparently that's move. Uh, okay. Yeah. Where you're just going, you're going to town. So anyway, the girl is on her knees and kind of leaning back and the dude's just on his knees going to town on her bean is what it appears. Well, munching down on some carpet. Yeah, he's munching down on some carpet. <laughs> he's trying to find the man in the boat. Or he's itching his face with some stubble. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Those are your options. You're munching down on some carpet, you're itching your face with some stubble, or you're licking smooth skin because somebody could afford the laser surgery. Right, look at that. Fancy. So basically, it's just eating someone out while they're, like, leaning back on their knees. Yeah, but it seems they're more dominant because, you know, The regal kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Anyway, then we go, uh, uh, this story posted by our very own court, Syop. I knew you were going for this the minute I posted it. Well, I mean, it kind of just goes in line. Uh, I got, like, four clips with butt stuff. You want to do a little <laughs> ass play? This is from GQ Magazine. Coming to me! It's almost a guide on how to get into butt stuff. You want to do a little ass play? I knew the minute I posted this you'd yeah, be into this it. This is by... My asshole actually sweat and earn your rectal passage. This article is by Sophia Benoit of GQ. And what's been a great development... <laughs> Benoit as in Benoit balls? Yeah, right. Booty juice, booty juice, gotta have it now. What's been a great development for butt enjoyers everywhere, anal sex is now a lot less taboo than it used to be. For those with penises, it could be a especially enjoyable thanks to the special little walnut-shaped mass of nerves called the prostate situated under the bladder that you can access if you go in through the back door. Sometimes referred to as the male G-spot, the prostate can deliver next-level orgasms when it's properly stimulated. Science is currently trying to figure out why so the so-called prostate orgasms feel so intense. But frankly, the why is unimportant. Let's focus on the how. Because the-, the fluids pass through there, and by stimulating that part of it, it's like activating a pump and making it more intense. Ever taken a huge shit? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're a human being eventually who consumes food, that will happen to you. Unless you're an alcoholic. <laughs> and then it's not really huge shits anymore. I don't want to know. Just keep going with this whole ass play story. <laughs> I'm just going to stay silent, folks. If you're grabbing clips, now's your chance. Let's see here. Even though people have been sticking uh, various and sundry items up their b-holes for centuries. Just ask your local coroner the weird shit they find in dead people. Google mocha ceramics, anal sex, or ancient Rome butt stuff. In more recent history, it hasn't been as common for straight men to partake. So I talked with a sex and relationships coach Dr. Charlie Glickman, PhD, who literally wrote the book on prostate pleasure. You mentioned that's your like your one. That's your expertise. Yeah, that's prostate pleasure. Yeah, that guy is clearly into it. Yeah, he's, he's got to be into it. He's like, why do I love this I, so much? How would he write a book if he wasn't doing it? Well, yeah, like you want to know what you're researching about. So. Although, although maybe not those who can't do teach. That is relatively true. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, who literally wrote the book on prostate pleasure to explain just how to enjoy this underappreciated erogenous zone. He says the most frequently asked questions he gets from straight men are, will it be painful? Will it be messy? And does this make me gay? Dude, don't be giving me that look of shock. There are some men out there that are so stuck in their toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah. They won't wipe their ass. They won't put toilet paper between their butt cheeks. Yeah. to wipe their ass because they're afraid it will make them gay. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. I they're actually, just running around with, with... I've heard some horror stories about things like that. What do they need a bidet like then to no, shoot water No, they up don't there? clean it at all. They just shit stain everything oh. in sight and they don't clean it up. And they refuse to do it because they're so anal retentive and afraid of anything entering their butt cheeks because it might make them gay. Uh, there well, are men out there that are that toxic, dude. Uh, and they say the answers to those burning questions are it shouldn't be, not necessarily, and no. Of course not. My answers to all of those questions would be find out for yourself and stop being so afraid. Right? <laughs> it's your body. Explore it. Live on the wild side, people. Don't ask. Just try. <laughs> but Don't. do it safely. All right, hold on. This, this fucking article goes on forever. <laughs> it's a GQ article, and they're writing about butt stuff. It's going to go on for a while. Holy shit. We're going to be here for another hour. <laughs> Just You want to do a little ass play? No, but you can read about it. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, let's see here. It's going to uh. cost you some serious cock. Dr. Glitman's first point is to remember that you're not filming a porno. Don't try to emulate anything you've seen on Pornhub. I think that's going in the spank bank. You're just asking to get hurt and nothing is more discouraging than a supposedly pleasurable sex act that turns painful. Assuming that, you know... We'll agree to disagree on that, Dr. Well, no, assuming that you're going for pleasure instead of pain. That is. I can't even tell the difference anymore. Oh, man. You really... Yeah. It's... it's when's your next meeting with Raymond? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you better schedule one soon. I mean, I only have to go once a week, but I'm you, allowed to up it if I want you should, to. You should probably up that to three times a week. And, and, and I'm lowballing that, alright? Just glad you didn't say three times a day. <laughs> uh, plus, uh, he also says, porn stars are people who are likely having anal sex multiple times a week, and they are prepping for it. They're just, uh, yeah. they're just doing so off screen. They're not going in dry. They are doing all of the work ahead of time, prepping it. Bleaching every, assholes, that yeah. sort of 
of thing. Well, we're talking enemas. We're talking yeah. lubing it up ahead of time. We're talking they stretch it out. They get it prepared. Or they're already stretched out from multiple times before that they've done this. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to go through the rest of this article because it is fucking long. Well, it's in the group if you want to finish the, group, the rest of reading it. it. You know, but apparently butt stuff's on the rise, folks. So if you're with that special someone and they feel like experimenting, maybe go ahead and go along with it and see, see how it goes. <laughs> and not just on International Women's Day. No, like no, no. Deadpool. Any day. Any day. Any, every day should be International Women's Day. So, As Matt has been saying. You want to do a little ass play? But, uh, so, hey, you know, if you guys got some kinks you uh, want to work out with your sweeties out there, I guess um, it's, a free, it's a free world. Go ahead and get, get your business done. But do not spring it on them and hope for the best. You yeah. need to communicate, especially the... You can't just slip a finger in there, like, and, and hope that it's going to be cool. Like, talk to them first. Because you will find out the hard way whether it is or not. Yeah. <laughs> and chances are that person will not trust you again. Yeah, chances are they're going to end up in a corner, rocking back and forth. Crying about their priest or <laughs> scoutmaster. Yeah. Scoutmaster Lewis, no! And that could go in all directions, man. You just you just don't start putting digits in places without asking no, first. No, you always got to talk. Got to talk first before you put things in other things. And you can do it in such a way where you say it like, you know, kind of kinky, like, I bet you'd like if I blah, 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 before you do it. Yeah. And then if you see them freeze up and go, no, God, no, <laughs> no then you I know was, that you shouldn't do that. And that's when you go, I was just joking. <laughs> I would never, I would never ever do, do that. that as you slowly pull the glove off your arm. <laughs> I would never do that as you're taking the lube that you had out and putting it back. The industrial gallon-sized <laughs> lube container gets set down. Glide. Yeah, the arm-deep fucking inseminating thing for cow glove that you have gets taken off. You're like, I wasn't going to go shoulder deep for real. What's with all that asshole cream? Nothing? Uh, Piles? Piles, piles. Lots of piles. Lots of piles out there. <laughs> so what we're saying is don't gape the ass without asking first. Yeah. But if for some reason you accidentally slip and something goes in there, they go, hey, just let them know it was an accident. Then go, well, looks like it's time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. Then you leave and you never talk to them again because you fucked up. That is horrible sex advice. <laughs> it's horrible advice. Never, never, said, never said I was an expert. <laughs> I just make people pre-coital all the time. I don't know anything about it. I am going to fucking throw up. I hope you drop this shit next week we're gonna take one final break here we're going to play the thing that's supposed to go at the end of podcast but we don't do that here so we're gonna play it right now all right it's supposed to be an ending bumper but that's not what we do is that what we do so when we go to close out the show we're gonna play this from now on okay so i won't have to intro it like this ever again and over explain it but i don't think i can never not over explain anything i'm lost yeah well we're gonna play some music after that okay and that's how we will close out the show all right if you enjoyed this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse pick six movies the podcast by the cemetery the podcast on haunted hill the psycho semantic podcast rick radio house of wax dude looks like the 80s rabbit and red radio the shade cast short bus cinema 
Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. to go ahead and announce it. I kind of dropped the the hint and talked about it and already kind of spoiled it for anybody that listened to my guest appearance on the podcast Under the Stairs with the ever-dead sexy Scottish Duncan McLeish. My man crush knows no bounds for that guy. That's right. It absolutely does not. Yeah? Just when I thought maybe he doesn't care about me anymore, maybe Mm -hmm. he's done using and abusing me and maybe I'll never hear from him again, I win a poll. Yeah? And not just his. No, but uh, the the listeners actually requested that that I come on and do this particular choose-your-own-adventure thing for him, and I was more than game to do it. Yeah. And on his show, I announced it, and now I'm going to tell the rest of the listeners. Matt, do you know what we're doing for the month of May? Do you remember now? I do remember. Do you remember the name of the director? No. But we're doing a director spotlight in the month of May. Other podcasts have done this sort of thing. Yeah. But nobody has chosen the director that we're picking. And you know why, Matt? Because it's going to be terrible. It's going to be horrible. Yeah? This is going to be painful. Now, painful as in because it's all bad or painful because it's all like gore and hard to watch? Yes. So all of the above. <laughs> yeah. We are doing May Matei. We are doing yes, all Bruno Matei movies in May. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Most of them are intervision selections. Some of them are, you know, vinegar syndrome and intervision selections. But from next week on until the end of May, we are doing May Matei. We're doing all Bruno Matei movies. Nice. And if people are really interested in this and they want to play along at home, for sure, I will give you a list of the movies that we are doing for May Matei. Definitely. And at the end of May Matei, we'll have one more film that will kill off the 199. 199 is not going to be May Matei. And then after that, Matt, 
episode 200. We've made it 200 fucking episodes. Damn. Four fucking years you, of this you, fucking show, you man. You didn't tell me yet what we're going to do for 200. Not yet. I'm still teasing it out, yeah. but it's still, it's definitely the full franchise fest Good. that you and I both are equally excited oh, yeah. about. Oh, yeah. I can't fucking wait. Like, Everyone, you, everyone's going to go crazy. You want to talk to everybody about this and you want to tell them you what do. it is. You do. It's all awesome. Yeah, but we can't. But we got we to wait. I want to tease it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. I, I, let's tease them a little bit. Just and the during, tip. Yeah, just the tip. Yeah. Just rub it around a and little bit. During May Matei, I'm going to actually start releasing little pieces of things to see if people get what's going on. Yeah. But if you do your calendars right and if you look at it, this episode, I think, is like 193, right? I that think so. That about right? So we have yeah. less than seven weeks till 200. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Dicks are hard. Yeah. I'm just twisting my nipples emotionally with anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop ugly crying while um, I'm doing it. <laughs> it's really disconcerting. I can't wait for episode 200. And then we're going to close it out with four fucking years over with him. We're going to be into our fifth year. Holy shit. And things are going to get even greasier in our fifth year. Yeah. Because we didn't even scratch the surface of Greece in the we, 52 weeks we did this fourth year. Yeah. We haven't really... This uh, this fourth year has been pretty quiet as far as Greece goes. <laughs> it's been a pretty mellow month. Well, the stuff that I bought that I thought was greasy wasn't greasy enough, and then I've gone even greasier. Yeah. <laughs> so we're almost there. Yeah. We've, you, we've you, had a little cushion in between that and this, and now I, I, I feel like... We're getting back into some fucked up shit. <laughs> and it's just going to get worse and worse and yeah. worse as we go. Because we're going to start digging into things that are going to make Matt really uncomfortable. Awesome. And then we'll have some porn, too. Hey, all right. <laughs> or sexploitation, whichever comes first. Well, if you would like to find out more about what's going on here, you can find us legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops, our main landing page for all of May Matei and the future. You can join our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, and bitch about why the fuck would anyone want to do a spotlight for Bruno Mattei in the month of May? Why would you ever do that? Why? Because it rhymes. Because we want to. And, and that too, and because it rhymes. You can find yeah. me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyop. You can friend us. You can follow us, which is weird and stalkery. Why just yeah. follow us? Why are you following us? Send us a friend request, or just interact, yeah. with, interact with us on the group. I mean, that's, yeah. that's... Slide into our DMs a little bit. You can interact with all the other listeners on the group as well. It's a yeah. fun fucking Facebook group. They're a great bit of messed up motherfuckers, but yeah, we absolutely. love them. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Let him know it's time to start editing his own goddamn audio clips so that Court can have more of his life back. Dare you people. You can email feedback to Court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Let him know it's time for him to start doing the fucking notes again because Matt is absolutely terrible at it. How dare you? I'm pretty good. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I am at Court underscore psyop, although I've been getting a lot of love lately on Twitter. Show us So thank you for that. Show us your Cleopatras. Sure. You can also twit a couple of tweets to the twat that is Matt at Psyop Matt. You can find us on Instagram, cinema underscore psyops. Photos of my kitties are all over that place, yep. as well as some other cool stuff that intrigues me here and there, like Godzilla stuff, you know, that sort of thing, whatever. <laughs> you excited for the new Godzilla trailer? Oh, yeah. well, not just the trailer. I'm excited yeah, the, for the new the movie. movie. I'm avoiding the trailers just because. Oh, yeah, that's right. You you have a whole new thing. That's what I've been doing for... Uh, I've patented that. Well, I didn't patent that, but I yeah. grabbed that off of Dave Z's patenting yeah. thing of avoiding all trailers so that you don't get spoilers and you don't get expectations I, for I have, It's a thing. Thank you, David, it for is that. A thing. It is definitely a thing. Because I, I watched the very first trailer for Avengers Endgame, just the first teaser one, and then I made it a song swear that I was going to watch any more of them. I can't 
can't avoid trailers when I go to the movies, but I'm avoiding them as well as possible. Yeah. I don't go as hardcore as Dave Z does because he'll actually put his head down and close his eyes and oh, try the to movie? See, it. I yeah. don't, yeah, that's... Or he whatever. said that he's done that. I don't know if he does that every yeah. time, but I'm pretty sure that he does. I will say one thing, though. Avengers trailer, Marvel trailers, you can kind of sometimes watch and not have to worry about being ruined because they'll throw in a lot of misdirection at you of shit that's not even in the movie. The Russo brothers do that on purpose as yeah. well. Then I love them for that. Thank you. Because I just, there, there's one thing I do not want this movie ruined for me, so I can't wait to see it this weekend. So What I can't wait to do is actually close out this fucking show so that the people can get on with the rest of their week that they're about to kick the fuck out of and make it their bitch. good reason for it because you don't like him i don't like that music <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mainly anything you do or don't do on the show is whether you do or do not like it mainly everything in my life is whether i do or do not like <laughs> uh, it yeah you don't just you don't bite the bullet a lot of times except for letting me be on this show with you that's <sighs> the only thing you dislike that you, ha- you have to do not necessarily i don't have to i think our back and forth that we do whenever we argue in the way that we basically hate fuck each other verbally yeah it works for the show that's that's nice yeah the things that i bite the bullet on and do that i don't want to do involve things my wife wants me to do yeah like going out and being around other people like every party you guys ever have yeah. that i go to is because my wife wants a ride home from it well and i think she wants you there <laughs> i mean she does like your company apparently yeah but even though i'm miserable the whole time i'm there <laughs> And that's what makes me happy. That's why I tell her, make sure you bring court. Back to the All right. See, I have fond memories of watching Three's Company and being taught that that's how men should treat women. That's, okay. Um, I'm going to let your wife handle that one. That's no skin off my back. So (laughs) that's that's literally not my problem anymore. They're not supposed to be treated like pizzas of meat? No, of course they are. Prime rib, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Wagyu beef where you feed it beer yeah, 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 yeah. And, and special grains. It's that what? It's that Massage it. Massage yeah. it gently. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oil it up before you bake it. Little S&P on there. You're fine. <laughs> Sometimes a dry rub for a little exfoliant before the oil. Maybe it's some of that Montreal spicy seasoning. <laughs> See, that's how you treat a lady. Yeah. And a cut of Wagyu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we just lost the three, three women who used to listen to the show. Sorry, guys. Uh, sorry, gals. Sorry, sorry, uh, people uh, <laughs> whose gender I will not assume. No, if they're identifying as ladies and yes. they're listening to the show. Then I do apologize to the people who identify as female who listen to the show. Cinema PsyOps, a progressive show. For morons. This is true. That hasn't caught on yet. We're going to just it, keep drilling we're it. We're just going to Oh, yeah, we're going to really keep doing it. Or someone begs us to stop. Yeah, well, too bad. We don't do that either. 
either. Uh, <laughs> you don't stop when someone begs you to? Oh. Rapey. <laughs> well, not on the podcast. <laughs> don't I know it. It's a thing. That is a thing. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, David. Thank you. Eight inches supposed to be impressive? Well, I mean, back then. Uh, sure. It got bigger as time gone on. <laughs> the demand got more and more? Yeah. I mean, I have to tuck mine in my sock. <laughs> That's only because your sock goes all the way up to your nuts. No, no. I was talking about my nuts in my socks because I'm older now than staying that low. Oh, don't you hate that? You <laughs> yeah, take a yeah, shit sh- and you got to hold them up off to the side out of the water now? Stumble into the bathroom to go take a leak and all of a sudden your balls are in the water. <laughs> I got a 22-inch sack and a 4-inch cack <laughs> clip yeah this guy this is guy. a manipulator yeah yeah i want to learn from him on no, how why? to manipulate women why would you want to manipulate women now <laughs> what you just mean you're married? married yeah because <laughs> <laughs> talk yourself right into a corner on that one no not necessarily it's, what's really great what's really great guys is you can't see this but Court doesn't talk himself into a corner a lot. So those few moments when it happens, when his brain is working through every avenue, you see sometimes the little bit of shit moments in his eyes, like, fuck. I had the Venn diagram of how much trouble that was going to get me in. It was a lot. I was like, if she hears this, she'll know I manipulate her, or at least pretend that I manipulate her on the air. Yeah. Then if she hears it and I try to say the other direction where I'm manipulating other women, then the answer to the next question automatically would be no honey there are no other women i'm trying to manipulate yeah. and then it drives me back to the point of are you trying to manipulate me uh-huh. and i'm just in this fucking loop you're, of you're hell just in no win right there <laughs> right yeah i'm just saying all right yeah just you guys get, get to see that but it's a lot of fun when you get when you get him trapped into his own little circle younger me before i got married could have learned a lot from a guy like tony so, so you're hoping to pull like a time travel thing off and maybe go to your younger you would say pay attention to this guy maybe but then again younger me did a lot better than what you think but i'm just saying you you that i'm just going off of what you just told me well, right like if i could have used my cock to get money like tony did i yeah. totally would have yeah but now here's the problem but they, i had a problem just they, giving it away they may cause you not to have met your wife now dun 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 the butterfly effect only not stupid yeah <laughs> The anyway, movie, not the principal. Yeah, right. <laughs> An erotic kill program. That's about right. Now that's wrestling I can get behind. Right? Bring back glow and let's get that going. Mm-hmm. Giga. Giga. Uh, dude, just watch some of the you know, women's wrestlers these days, man. You'll be fine. Even in WWE, you don't need glow anymore. Uh, I, I want all women's wrestling all the time. Just all. Oh, see, they actually have uh, a pay-per-view like that called uh, Evolution. Go on. Yeah, it's all women pay-per-view on WWE Network. I'll show it to you sometime when you're over. I'm very interested. Yeah, yeah. I'm it was very, an all women's. It was an all women's pay per view, part of the women's revolution. Nice, because I like ladies wrestling. Yeah, I particularly love the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. You, 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 you'd be into the women's <laughs> evolution then. The, the evolution's pay per view. I'm into women's revolution. I'm into women's evolution. Yeah, I am a feminist. Yes, <laughs> for morons. <laughs> That doesn't work. I know. But we are a progressive show. For more. If you practice my method just as hard as you can, you're going to get a reputation as a loving man. Then you'll be glad every night that you treated her right. Hey! 